Hi, this is Chris Westfall, and this is the Financial Executive Podcast. There is a great deal of uncertainty rolling through the business community and markets, and strategies, customers, and products that seemed a sure thing six months ago are being called into question. Financial executives with critical financial planning and analysis, or FP&A skills, will be needed more than ever to help management prepare for all economic possibilities. In this sponsored episode of the Financial Executive Podcast, we speak with Jim Shea, Director of Corporate FP&A at Workday, about his approach to FP&A and how other finance professionals can leverage new technology and systems to meet the new challenge. Well, James, you know, really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks very much for joining us today. And, um, you know, the conversation really, um, I, th- I think it's important to talk about, you know, something that our members and, and certainly the listeners are thinking about is, um, you know, planning and, and, and thinking about the future uh, and how finance, what's finance's role in that, especially going into, you know, such an uncertain time, you know, economically or in the markets. But, you know, my first question, you know, James, you, you recently spoke publicly on why finance needs to be, uh, needs to move to being more a traditional business partner, to becoming a value creation partner. Can, can you share a little bit more about that and your thinking on it? Sure, of course, definitely. Um, so if we think about looking at the PL, right, looking at an enterprise value, uh, as you can see, like recently, I think I believe about over 90% of the enterprise value that are being created are coming from our intangible assets, such as people, uh, social, intellectual properties, instead of just the PL. Only 10% of the value is being created just from our PL and balance sheet. So with that in mind, right, being FP&A, really need to think about how do we generate, help the business to create value and to, in order to do that, it's not just the numbers itself. We got to look outside of just the revenue and cost itself, but really think about how do we help the business to, to think differently and to create value. Uh, some of the, some of these value creation comes to your relationships with your, the different, uh, you know, in terms of the different um, partners and different different inputs, uh, other than just kind of being a a um, number crunching. So mm-hmm. so it's really really it's 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 about the process and the channels. How do you get those information you know, to help to make a better decision? And whether it's improve you know kind of relationship with your suppliers, relationship with your bankers, relationship with your investors. Um, you know, it's just looking at different ways to to both from a process and from a channel, you know, from a value creation perspective, really think differently and how to, uh, how to drive the business differently. So, um, I think in addition to that, it's not, it's really not just when we think about FPNA, it's really, it's not just about numbers, right? Yeah. It's really, it's really the data driven analysis. Uh, and, and it's not just about cost, right? When we think about FPNA or planning and forecasting and becoming that value creation partner, it's really think about just how can we drive top line? How can we help the our business partners to think of different ways to generate revenue? How do we create top line growth through think about the different way we invoice our customers, the different ways we partner with our suppliers, 
uh, how do we launch uh, new products? You know, all these different things that they all have a uh, a quantum, you know, a quantitative, you know, a a a, a number or a, attached right. to it. But how do we, you know, how do we think differently? Not using using those numbers, using data driven analysis uh, analytics to help the customer to make to help our business partners to make uh, more educated uh, decisions, right? Uh, with calculated risk and not just presenting a number itself. So I think those are all the things where we can think um, for to take finance to be uh, more of a value creation partners versus just a traditional business partner. So, you know, given that, I mean, it sounds like a, a fairly significant change in the way of thinking about things than as traditionally think, you know, in finance, what, what are some of the mindset and technology shifts that need to happen within finance to sort of embrace that, what you describe as value partnering? Um, you know, I guess let's start with a, with a mindset shift and then we can talk about the technology shift. Yeah. I think I alluded to a little bit earlier, but I think initially from a mindset shift, right? It's really how do you how do you put yourself as in the position? How do I help business create value? How do I help to generate you know top line growth? Um, you know what are some of the some of the things we can do to help the business partners to do that? In order to do that, you first have to go. Well, you're not just the cost center manager anymore. You're just not you're not just a budget manager. You're a value creator, right? Mm-hmm. So. It's not just about dollars and cents. It's not just about numbers. It's really about how do you convert that number into, you know, generate helping the the business to make that decision. So, of course, you know, it's easier to say than done, and it's yeah. definitely definitely a different mindset. So, part of it, if I take a step back, how do we not just FP&A itself? How do we take that some of the processes, some of the churns, to to automate those activities? For example. Um, a lot of the finance communities are spending a lot of time doing month and close, quarter and close. So and a lot of the efforts and time are spending on, on doing those transactions and doing reconciliations. How do we go about automating some of these complex processes using technology so that let the whether it's machine learning or AI, let the um, some of these busy works or kind of the transactional works to be done automatically so that allow time. Uh, you know, for the accounting team to really to really spend less time on that, but more time on on automating processes. From the FP&A side, same thing. Where those transactions are being automated, you can also look into um, to embrace a more of a data driven perspective, so that you can provide the analytics and the insights. Uh, spending more time doing that versus than just trying to. Um, reconcile numbers or presenting numbers, right? And also mm-hmm. leverage the technology to do easier and quicker data visuals so that you can quickly transform for automated close into a data-driven analysis that kind of providing the necessary insight automatically. Then finance and FPNA can take that information in a shorter amount, you know, spending less time in that area and really providing that uh, working more on the softer side of uh, of of the role where it's how do you go about influencing and telling helping using the data to tell a story and to help to provide your uh, business partners with an educated uh, decision. So, yeah, I, I just want to follow up on that. I mean, it seems like a particular set of skills. You know, there's a lot of focus on technology. There's a lot of focus on data. Um, 
you know, what do you say to, um, you know, some of our listeners and members at FEI about, you know, getting the right skills into their organization in order to support this change? Um, yeah, so I think, I think you definitely want to, um, focus on, I think part of it's also attitude, right? Or the approach, right? How do you look for talents and how do you look for people with the right mindset that is willing to adapt and to be proactively looking for ways to change, right? I think this is where one thing I would say finance and uh, accounting needs to think outside of the box, you know, uh, still we're keeping the, the accounting principles, but how do you look for things differently? How do you right. um, look for a different approach to, uh, to, um, to solve a certain issue or to solve a certain, uh, you know, to address a certain task. So I think, I think the key is really to, to me, it's really to look for someone who has that um, capacity or tenacity to learn new things and really to not afraid to, uh, to make mistakes or uh, willing to uh, embrace change. Mm-hmm. So uh, those would be the key things that I see, especially in, in today's environment with a, a, a large shift towards technology and, and, uh, and uncertainty in the, in the macroeconomic area environment. Yeah, that makes sense. One of the one thing, um, you know, maybe we can get a little bit more of the detail and then we can put some examples to it. So, so Workday has a very ambitious public goal to double revenues by 2025. How does Workday foster this, this sort of value creation mindset within finance to help achieve that goal? Yeah, so so definitely we're encouraging to think differently and to really to think outside the box. Um, and uh, finance and within F- financing, we're constantly looking for ways to, um, to do things differently and to really make that improvement. Mm-hmm. And also to create those to to convert those actually not just change to process it but convert into potential top line growth opportunities. So within finance itself, recently we have over seventy five user cases that we could apply internally. Um, whether it's through uh, the one thing I mentioned about earlier in terms of uh, automating a lot of the close process, so we're actually embarking on this uh, what we call it zero day close project. We're mm-hmm. constantly looking for ways to um, automate, to simplify, and to streamline our complicated uh, close process so we can narrow down the amount of time for us to close, uh, to have the data available and ready at any given time, mm-hmm. um, or a short amount of time. Of course, it's going to take some time to right. inform the close. Um, but that is our target. And also, we look for ways to another project that we worked on is how do we uh, leverage our adaptive planning and uh, the you know in our workday financials to really to really streamline um, and automate tax provision calculations. How do we go from our uh, you know full year P and L forecast and convert that into our tax model that's being currently developed in our adaptive planning to do calculations automatically for tax provision? So that makes that process a lot simpler. So those are some of the examples that we have in terms of. Um, how we can leverage that internally to improve and to change the way we process internally and then turn around and possibly converting those into product solutions that we can offering that we can uh, bring to our customers uh, on a workday platform, which will help to kind of drive, continue to drive our, uh, our, our goal to achieve $10 billion by 2025. 
In a world that's always changing, one thing never does. Your need to adapt, your need to evolve, your need to grow. That's why we built Workday, a single finance, HR, and planning system that can change as your needs change and evolve as the world evolves. To learn how Workday is helping large and mid-sized organizations embrace the future with confidence, visit us at Workday.com. Workday for a changing world. Great. And, and, you know, Workday, you know, of course, you know, is, you know, embracing this and, and it, but, it, but it works in this space, right? It, you know, the, the organization is, is about this sort of uh, process and, 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 and it's a service in that, in that space. How do you um, sort of translate that when you go to market, right? And you speak to, let's say, a manufacturer or are they sort of do they understand where you're coming from and the value of this yeah i i, I believe so um from my recent experience in talking to some of the customers they definitely see the need i think um i think part of it not just work date itself but also leveraging work date in terms of how do you get a uh, whether it's manufacturing financial services software subscription right it's how do you get that uh, leveraging the technology, leveraging the tool to have a consistent data uh, set and establish that foundation. So a lot of your efforts and energies are not, uh, from a finance and accounting perspective, not trying to gather data, reconciling data, validating data, right? It's really leveraging the technology to pull all the information together into one consistent and, you know, common platform. Then where mm -hmm. then you can build your, uh, you know, build your analytics insights and recommendations and, you know, so that, so you have that all data, you know, I think data consistency and data, unif you know, you know, uniformity is, is a key to, to make sure that you can uh, scale up and down in terms of understanding what you're analyzing and, and have a consistent view, whether it's uh, inventory, manufacturing management, right? Kind of, you want to be that, have that consistent view across different, different functions. Right. So our, our audience is familiar with the set of skills required for FBNI, but, but how are those skills suited and require, you know, for the necessary environments that it works in? Yeah. So, so I think, I think my key is it's really, um, we're all skill sets in our financial, you know, kind of technical acumen. I think it's really on top of that being proactive and adaptive and leveraging technologies that we have access to, to provide a quicker analysis so that we can turn around and provide a, you know, quicker analysis, assessments and recommendations to help it really to, how do we leverage the data to help inform our business partners to make the educated, you know, decisions. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, one of the things that I hear a lot discussed from our membership is, we need more, you know, there, there was, you know, a couple of years ago, there's a big push to hire data scientists or people with data science experience into the finance function. Do you think that's necessary or, or, or do you think that, you know, that's just uh, table stakes when it comes to this sort of um, push? You know, that's a great question. And I think it's really depending on different needs and different, mm -hmm. you know, kind of different data sets. I think it will be, 
I believe it would be a good complementary to, you know, to kind of help um, to really do a deeper dive into the data itself. But combined with from an FP&A perspective, the business knowledge and the tech- technical acumen, I think it's a it's not an either or in my yeah. perspective, but I think it would be a good complementary. Um, and because it, it's to me, it's always the there's the what. There's the how, right? Kind of what data are available? How do you manipulate? How do you analyze the data? And the why, right? And I think the why, you know, there's always the data systematic way to derive a certain pattern, certain trends, certain analysis. But at the same time, the it's the intangible assets again in terms of the FP&As and finance, building that relationship, building that connection with the business partners to really have that um, that holistic view, right? Taking uh, um, inputs or taking the the consideration from the data scientists, you know, providing the the analysis, but at the same time incorporating that into your overall financial planning, and then working, uh, having that, you know, kind of a business communication with the business partners to make that final decision. So, my. Long way to wait to answer is I think I think it's it's really compliment you know I think it's it's uh it's case by case and it's I think it's definitely it's not it's not a definite have you know need to have but I think definitely it's a it's a good um good combination to have to as you as you approach uh you know kind of uh, as, as you're building out your business. So. Yeah, and I think that that gets into sort of you know setting up our final question for our discussion and, you know, about the inputs and about, you know, taking a holistic view of it. And I I wanted to ask, you know, in what ways has forecasting been changed by the COVID-19 pandemic? And uh, can the historical inputs be considered relevant anymore? Yeah. And, you know, that, that's a, that's a, that's another great question. And I've been thinking about that as we go through those analysis uh, first, I personally think that forecasting has changed by COVID-19 in multiple ways, right? I think it definitely changed how teams collaborate, interact, and process information just holistically. If I think about process and channel, right? So um, just as we're speaking right now, um, majority of our conversation are through Zoom, Slack, emails, right? right? And, uh, and, and it's different than... Um, and a lot of the collaboration tools are, are different too, right? So, so I think from that perspective, there's a heavier dependence on, on technology and on, I think, on data uh, availability. So, um, so I think this is where um, there's a heavier dependence on more, he- you know, I guess more reliance on uh, data consistency of leveraging a common foundation and platform so that it makes sure data is consistent and not through different versions of Excel files or email communications or Slacks. So I think that's definitely changed there. Um, from a resource planning perspective, yeah, you know, in terms of personnel, in terms of facility, those, and in terms of IT services, all these are heavily influenced by COVID now as people are being more flexible, working from home, working remotely. So, so the way we look at how we model uh, cost per head or facility costs or some of these, uh, <coughs> excuse me, traditional costs are going to be looked at it differently. Mm-hmm. You mentioned about whether historical trend 
is relevant, you know, whether it's still relevant or not. I think historical trend would be a good baseline or at least a snapshot and, you know, for use to, for reference, right? So you may have to look at things differently, but you can refer back to, uh, there's certain areas I think it would be relevant. Certain areas would still would be, you know, would have to take into some considerations. Um, travel expense forecast would never be the same in terms of how people yeah. could be working from home remotely. Um, you know, and I think about um, the 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 personnel costs as well, right? As your local typical regional cost or having hiring someone closer to the office uh, no longer applies in certain, you know, certain companies. So that has to change. But, but I think you have to look at the historical view just to kind of get a baseline level set, you know, Hey, what is our existing run rate? And then layer in and factoring out the different variables. Uh, I think, I think that's the, um, I don't have a, I don't have a, uh, a, a silver bullet or a secret weapon, but I think, right. I think really, it's a combination of both, right? Really taking and think about what happened historically, what has changed, and what kind of factors or variables do we put in to make sure that uh, that gets you uh, factored into your into your forecast. You know, it's interesting, and this is sort of my final question. You know, sort of lo- looking forward a little bit. You know, we talked about you know COVID nineteen and how that changed, but we're certainly it seems to be um, going into a period of you know, uncertainty, economic uncertainty, market uncertainty. I mean, um, it would seem that FPNA is going to be more that, that valuable than ever. Um, do you agree with that? And 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 what what's your expectation of how you know some of the changes could you know what are, what are your thoughts on FPA becoming a val, val, valuable during this I, uncertain time? No, I, I think it's to me it's it's more valuable than ever right because um as we go through these changes there's definitely multiple scenarios uh that each business or function it's looking at uh you know weighing out the macroeconomics different you know kind of challenges looking internally and really how do you convert from the external factors into uh us planning for resource allocations or for uh, you know, kind of for um, strategic initiative, where to invest, right? Um, the, mm-hmm. As we continue to think, it's there, this is where the um, <clears throat> value creation in terms of where do we, um, not just from a cost management, but how do we invest more value? How do we invest more, um, you know, surgically in terms of where to focus on so these are where I can see FPNA creating that value, looking at the different scenarios, weighing into different inputs, leveraging the data foundation, the historical data that we have, but also factoring the new variables, uh, you know, and the different scenarios. And, and this is where all ties back in, you know, having that right technology, having that right process, you know, kind of at the foundation allows you to pivot differently and allows you to do multiple scenario analysis quickly and you know without churning through a lot of the data validations reconciliations right how do you provide a consistent and um in accurate <laughs> an accurate view right or best estimates mm-hmm. to the business partners or to the executives so for them to make that you know to make that educated decisions 
they may have certain perspective and kind of uh, approaching mine, but right. it's FPNA. It's really help you to either to to validate or to support, you know, with data driven, with numbers, right? Kind of with the data driven analysis to to make that decision. So, um, yeah, I truly think this is where FPNA is is it's critical in terms of helping the business to provide that that additional insight. Yeah, it sounds like it is certainly as, as things go forward, it'd be interesting to see how it all develops. I, I want to thank you for the time. It's been really interesting and, and um, hopefully we'll speak again soon. Thanks very much. Thank you.